Podcasting, The Final Frontier. This is the Hammer Podcast. It's 30-minute mission to rehash geeky topics, to seek out new bastions of nerdiness, to timidly go where the more talented have gone before. Greetings and welcome to the Hammer Podcast, the official podcast of thehammerstrikes.com. I'm your host, Gene Hendricks, and we're dispensing with the listener feedback this time because I have something special planned. I have a very special guest with me, my wife, Michelle. Hello. And we're going to be talking about something that both of us love, and that would be The Muppets. Now, as most of you know, The Muppets are coming back to television this fall, and we wanted to get together and just talk about our history with the Muppets, how we feel about the new show, etc. Now, I'm going to define some terms here, as I am wont okay. to do. I consider Muppets to be anything on Sesame Street, The Dark Crystal, Labyrinth. Those are yes, Muppets. Me, I agree. The Muppets are Kermit, Miss Piggy, Fozzie, Gonzo, the ones from The Muppet Show or The Muppet Movie, etc. Do you agree? Yes. Okay. So now... Like me, I'm sure that your first experience with Muppets was Sesame Street. Yes. Big Bird. Big Bird Oscar. Did did that strike you as odd in any way when no. you were a kid? Didn't strike me as odd either. They lived on Sesame Street. They, right. They were Denzians. Or Denizens. Um, really? Yeah. Denzians isn't right? That is not right. Okay. You heard it here first. Must be uh, screwed up. <laughs> now... I know when I was growing up, The Muppet Show was one of those things that we would watch whenever it was on. Absolutely. Same in your house? Absolutely. Now, of those, do you have like a favorite episode? Or... The Julie Andrews one. Julie Andrews? That that was a good one. Cause the, she... the, the monsters. Yeah, where she's whistling away her fear. Yes. Yeah, that, that's a good one. I'm biased. Mine was... Luke Skywalker? Well, not Luke Skywalker. The Mark star, Hamill. the stars of Star Wars oh, is okay. how Kermit introduces it, and it's Luke Skywalker and his cousin Mark Hamill, right? Who gargles Gershwin, right? That was my first indication Hilarious. how screwed up Hilarious. Mark Hamill actually is. Hilarious. I thought they told him to come up with something. Well, I'm sure they had a story meeting or something, but. The stuff with the Muppet Show is they would always ask the guest star, "Hey, what do you want to do?" And one of the famous stories is with Peter Sellers, mm -hmm. and they asked he specifically asked, "Don't ask me to be myself," okay? Because he's such a great guy for characters and everything. That's why when you see him in the opening shot, he's in his long underwear with a fake beard, a Viking helmet, and is. I believe he's reciting Richard III as Queen Victoria. Oh, boy. Because he was just that weird. Oh, boy. <laughs> I love with Luke Cogthrob. Link Cogthrob. Link, when he rolls him up into a little... <laughs> Always the masseuse, yeah. A little ball. Yeah, he's doing his Doctor Strangelove Hilarious. character. I was that. rolling on the floor, and I didn't even know why it was funny. It was just funny. Right. And that's one of the things the Muppets like 
Warner Brothers cartoons mm -hmm. is it works for kids and it works for adults and it's for different reasons. I was rolling on the floor laughing and my, my parents are looking at each other like they're like, Do you know what that's about? I said, I don't care, it's just funny. He's rolling up a pig. Yeah. He's <laughs> rolled a pig into a little ball. <laughs> now, as as I said before, the the Muppets are coming back to TV. Now, this is not the first time that they've had a new show since the Muppet they've, Show went They've off. tried. Now, Muppets Tonight, that is the previous show, and that was after Jim Henson's death. Right. And Brian Henson was in charge. Now, I watched those shows. Mm -hmm. I thought that they were all right. Yeah. I mean, did you have any strong feelings one way or the other? I thought they stunk. Okay. Because... I have lived on, I have lived, eaten, and breathed the Muppet movie. True, yeah. Because we had one of those old disc players, <laughs> and we had the Muppet movie on a disc. Mm. So I watched that movie every time we had a major event in our life. Oh, really? Okay. I'd come home from college, stick it in, watch it, and laugh, and, and you know... Might be four in the morning. It didn't matter. I was watching the Muppet movie in my basement. <laughs> well, that's one of the things about the Muppet movie. It is one of my favorite movies, but it can never be my, in like my top ten favorite. Right. Because any my definition of one of my top ten favorite movies, I cannot fast forward through any part of it. Right. Which is so the Miss Piggy never before, right. never again song i can't stand it so i Me have to neither. fast forward through it and superman the movie is the same way with the flying scene right and once lois starts reciting the poetry in her head i have to fast forward so that can never be one of my favorite right. movies. i am sorry chris franklin i know you are screaming at your ipod right now <laughs> <laughs> now do you have a favorite muppet i go back and forth between fozzy and kermit Okay, I can see that. I mean, between Frank Oz and Jim Henson. Yes, you know, exactly. Depending on your mood. When I got older, I realized that that was my decision mm -hmm. that I had to make. And I like Kermit most of the time because he's just so mellow and he knows everybody's faults and he, he takes them all into account. But he's friends with them anyways. Well, you see, I'll, I'll disagree with you here because my favorite Muppet is Rolf. Okay. Now, right. Rolf is the de very definition of mellow. Right. Take myself for a walk and then <laughs> go, go to bed. bed. <laughs> Kermit is a slow burn. Yes. He will lose it at some point. Yes. Whereas Rolf just lets it roll off his back. Yes. Rolf his <laughs> back. <laughs> so, Kermit isn't mellow all the time. No, he's not. Fozzie, however, Fozzie is manic. And I I appreciate that because sometimes <laughs> I just have to clean something. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's been a lot of controversy mm -hmm. leading up to the new series right. about Kermit and Miss Piggy breaking up. Please. There have even been people, um, I don't know specifics or anything, but saying that it is a blow to feminism. Because Kermit has ditched the strong, independent woman for someone younger and dumber. My, Is she younger and dumber? Well, she's younger. I don't know about dumber. But my counter-argument to that... You get is, dumber than Miss Piggy? Well, Piggy is smart. She's not... She's smart... In... 
In her own way. way. In advancing Piggy, she is smart. But my argument to people saying that they shouldn't break up, etc., is how long should you stay in an abusive relationship? Because that's what it is. Piggy abuses Kermit no end. That's true. Physically, mentally, and every time he tries to stand up for himself, hi-ya! Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So... I actually, I'm interested to see whether it's a publicity thing only or if they're actually going to go a little deeper. Because one of the things about the Muppets is they always have some type of deeper meaning going on. Yes. And it's not anything that I realized as a kid. Right. Like, uh, most of their music parodies. Yes. Or, I, don't, I, I hesitate to call them parodies, actually. Uh, the music segments on the Muppet show. Yes. Like, the, the one that's comes to my mind is probably my favorite one which is the viking pig singing in the navy see i i i'm i'm divided over the the little fish <laughs> and um what was the other one the one where they're dancing which uh well that could be any because that was a, a recurring segment um the one where they're dancing and kermit's dancing with the little girl and says in the name what what i wasn't really listening to you i was off looking over there and they 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 move the camera and it's piggy oh no what what i mean is like with the with the pigs they're singing in the navy mm-hmm. while they're raiding a village right and then they take all they basically impress the villagers to become part of their crew of the while singing we want you as a new recruit we want you we want you we want you yeah okay and then another one was the uh the the song uh i i can't remember the title of it but the uh stop children what's that sound yeah and it's woodland creatures and they're singing about the hunters. And the hunters are portrayed as being completely moronic. Because they're just running through shooting. They're not aiming at anything. So it's a little bit of, that's obviously how Jim Henson and the the Muppet writers felt about hunters. Right. So, you know, it's, it's a, there's always a double meaning. Yes. That you don't necessarily get as a kid. And, you know, taking it literally... As a kid, that song was, oh, they hear the sound of the hunters and they're getting away. Right. Whereas, now that I know what the song is actually about, right. that gives you that whole other depth to it that you you need to sit and think about it. Right. Another one I really liked that I just started thinking about was Scooter in his room with the... the oh, the... Uh, uh, the five parts harmony or whatever. Yeah, the... Uh, what was the, uh, the Quadraphonic Symphony Six String Orchestra? Something like that. In other words, guitar. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I always had to practice the piano. And I hated practicing the piano because I liked what it sounded like, you know, after I would... After you would practice. After I'd practice a certain song. I usually only played like about five songs regularly. You know, I had books and books of... You know, well, if you if you practice this, you'll learn how to do this. If you do this song, you'll learn how to do this. <laughs> yeah, see, I'm a huge geek. So, uh, you know this. Why am, I, why am I telling you this? You, the listener, and you, the wife. <laughs> 
But the one thing that that particular song of Scooter's, I can never get past the fact that he's got a picture of a Star Destroyer on his wall that's upside down. Yes. I know. You always <laughs> focus in on that. You're like, but it's upside down! Why didn't they turn it around? People that have never seen the movie. Yes. <laughs> you know, so I, I related to him because I had to practice the piano. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it was it was a lot of work to get my grandfather to make me practice piano. And my mother made me practice the piano. And I, I then I got sick and it was kind of like, well, you know. You don't have to <laughs> yeah, you have other things to focus on. <laughs> yeah, you have to, you know, drink all this liquid and pee in this cup. And anyways, um, <laughs> that's, that's completely... So, now we we know that Kermit, Piggy, Fozzie, that whole group is going to be on the new Muppets mm-hmm. show. Is there anything that you don't want them to do? I could say the same old thing, which is Kermit and Piggy get together and get, like, you know, amorous. And Fozzie goes, ugh. <laughs> well, see, Fozzie and Gonzo get together and go, oh, oh, they're doing it again. I what I would like them to do is a lot of the old stuff because one of the, one of the problems that I think you and I both had with Muppets Tonight is it was a little too far afield from the Muppet Show. Mm-hmm. I now I don't know. I've been trying to keep spoiler free with most things, and this included. So mm-hmm. I don't know if it's going to be back to a stage variety show right. or if it's going to be more of a television thing. I, I but I, I would like a little more of the old different acts rather than on Muppets Tonight where it was actually supposed to be different television shows and there was very little crossover between them. Okay. Although Muppets Tonight did give us one at least one good thing, but one that stands out in my mind. Pepe. Pepe. I love Pepe. The King of Prawn. Not a shrimp. That that was absolutely roll on the floor hilarious. And really, he's in every iteration since then, the movies, etc. He's been in all. Yeah, because he's such a good character. And um, where'd Rizzo the Rat come from? Rizzo came... He and Gonzo just mesh. Yeah, but Rizzo... First showed up in Muppets Take Manhattan. Okay. Remember where they had the restaurant where the rats were working in, in the kitchen? Mm-hmm. Well, that's... And that's not one of my favorite No, I, every time it's on, I change the channel. Well, my main problem with it is it gave us Muppet Babies. And while I like Muppet Babies, uh-huh. the cartoon... Right. That's not... That has led to this whole other thing, which... In especially in the '90s, which I referred to as Muppet Baby Syndrome, yes, which is Flintstone kids, pup named Scooby Doo. Basically, everybody that was an adult had to know each other as a kid. Yeah. Guess what? Real life doesn't do that. No, I don't even talk about the people yeah. I went to elementary school with. I, I mean, I know where some of them are. I know where my good friends in high school are. Right, and I I spend time with my good friends from elementary school. I cannot believe you still know those people and hang out with them and like them. But I also have a lot of friends I didn't meet until later. Like, I didn't meet you until college. Right. I didn't meet 
Kurt until college. Kurt, I didn't yeah. meet Danny and Ed until after we were married and yeah. moved back to Jersey. Yeah, that's true. You know, that whole group of people. So Ed's, Ed's birthday today. Oh, well, happy birthday, Ed. Late because this is coming out today. <laughs> Editing takes a little bit of time. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we're we're looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, well, that's kind of the way this show goes. But I think we're looking forward to the show. I want to see how it goes. I don't think we're necessarily a hundred percent behind it. Yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> Everything else stops <laughs> until we wait for the Muppet Show. Yeah. yeah, that's not how it is. But that's what happens when you get to the upper end of the thirties. You know, and have a kid. Well, and, you and know, so much stuff to do. Well, there's that, and it's also like the reason I don't watch certain movies yeah. or TV shows because I. Don't have that kind of time to waste on something no. I'm probably not going to like. Right. So that's why, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to the new Star Wars movie, but I'm cautious. Right. I know. After the prequel, oh. Well, the prequels, I don't hate them. They could have been a whole lot better. They could as, have been a whole lot worse. Yeah, they could have been a whole lot worse. Not much, but. Yeah. But there were, you know, ways they could have improved them mainly by George Lucas being the idea man. Because yeah. if you look at the the best Star Wars movie, which also involves a Muppet, so we are going to, you know, not be that far off topic. Uh, that would be The Empire Strikes Back. Of course. George Lucas was the idea man. And he had a great director. He had great writers. And he was more hands-off. Great actor. Well, arguably, he had great actors in Star Wars. Now, I love Star Wars. Mm -hmm. and it's, it's a self-contained film. Right. But you didn't have the depth you had in Empire Strikes Back. Right. With, with what Lord, you know, uh, Irving Kirshner and Lord Kasdan added to it. Mm -hmm. And Lucas was off like, hey, I would like to do this. And then they made it happen. Right. And to to some extent, that also was the same in Return of the Jedi. Because you had Richard Marquand doing the directing. And you had Lucas a little more hands-on than in Empire. Right. But he was still letting somebody else deal with it. Whereas in the prequels, he was constantly, he was the director, he was the writer, he was the producer. He was back to Star Wars again. I know. And he was also, he had grown so big at that time, I don't mean weight, I mean in influence, <laughs> that no one was willing to say, no, no. George, that's not a good that idea. Sounds stupid. George, I really don't think having an entire movie about Taxation and trade routes is a good idea. <laughs> We're all sitting there in the theater going, huh? Although I have to say that he did redeem himself a little bit in episode two because it made Jar Jar have a point, and that was to bring about the Empire. He brought her out the Empire. But anyway, back to Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, we've talked about the Muppet movie and we've talked about Muppets Take Manhattan. We also had the great Muppet Caper. Which I happen to really like. That was one of the things that my sister and I would watch a lot. Mm -hmm. Because I think it was pretty much in constant rotation on HBO. Okay. So we would watch a lot. We were also that age when it came out that we got the glasses yeah, when we, we went to Burger King and all this. And that was... Because you had a lot of cameos in the Muppet movie. Right. A lot of cameos. 
but you had, I think, a little bit more in Great Muppet Caper mm-hmm. in that you had people like Diana Rigg I know. as one of the main characters. And you had a whole sequence with John Cleese <laughs> where he he was doing his best confused upper class twit oh. when Piggy was trying was going through the house and everything. And it it was great. I remember that. That that was just oh. And besides, any movie that gives you the line, I've got the paper towels is worth <laughs> it. Now, I know I think we've talked about this before, but of the other movies, I, I enjoy pretty much all of them. Muppet mm-hmm. Treasure Island is probably the best technical film that they've done. Right. Uh one of the staples of Christmas time in our house is mm. Muppets Christmas Carol. Right. And the, but the incredible Michael Caine. <laughs> Michael Caine does a brilliant job and the fact that they actually have a narration. Yes. Yes, Gonzo's in the story providing the narration, right. but you don't normally get that. Like the lamp, not the rat, like the lamp, not the rat. <laughs> and there's the, you know, Stan and Laurel byplay yeah. between Gonzo and Rizzo. Oh jeez. But the one movie that I have a major problem with is Muppets from Space. I saw Muppets from Space. I, I've seen it too, but here's my problem. It's just like Tigger. If the Gon- only one. If Gonzo is not the only whatever. Whatever he is. Then he's nothing special. Right. He's, he's just, just like another frog or right. bear or... Pig. Pig. They had a mess of pigs. Oh, there were a mess of pigs. But, you know, I mean, even Rolf. My favorite character is Rolf. He wasn't the only dog. Right. So you had... Gonzo was unique because he was kind of like a turkey, but not really. (laughs) So you bring in this whole alien race, and that's what Gonzo is from. And then he's... Okay, well, he's an alien. Well, they have other aliens. You have all the Coosbanes are aliens. Yeah, and and those, whatever they are, with the the Monomonata song. Yeah, I don't know the exact technical term for them. Uh, I'm sure that Matt Hunsworth, who is one of the guys that does Muppets in characters, yelling at me, No, it's this, you idiot! And I'm sure he'll run me into the ground in November when we do the Rocky run together. (laughs) But, yeah, it just means that Gonzo is another one of. Exactly. Whereas before he was Gonzo the Great. Exactly. The Great what? It didn't matter. Prince of Plumbers. What's he doing tonight? You know, let's let's go see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it took Gonzo's specialness away. It that's what I think. Anyway. Yeah. So it was a good movie, it was cute, it had interesting parts that kinda had me going, huh? Yeah. And Kira and I are sitting there going, <laughs> what exactly just happened in the last half hour? We kind of zoned out for a while. I don't know whether we were tired or whatever. But there were parts of that movie where I'd go and get up and go get a drink. or Yeah, it wasn't engaging. You know, it was it was kind of like, and then I'd come back and I'd say, what I miss? And she'd say, you know, oh, they, they sat there and talked. And then they all got up and <laughs> went for a drink, yeah. you know? But, um... Yeah, so... Now, we've had two Muppet movies recently. Mm. The Muppets... Which were both good. And Muppets Most Wanted. Now, The Muppets I like better than 
Muppets Most Wanted. Mm-hmm. Because it was more like the Muppet movie. Right. It was kind of a plot with all these goofy things happening. Exactly. Whereas Muppets Most Wanted, that was more like Great Muppet Caper. See, now I like that better. Really? I thought it focused more on Muppet interaction mm-hmm. as opposed to this kid is really a Muppet and he wants to be one of the Muppets. Right. So he goes here and does this to become one yeah. of the Muppets. Well, either way, because I enjoyed them both. Yeah. And you enjoyed them both. Right. That's the kind of interactions and stuff I want to see happen. Like, I would like, because if you, the end of the Muppets. Right. You have them get this theater back right. and get the, put a show on. Yeah. I want a continuation of that in the TV show. Yeah. I want to see, you know, where that goes from there. Because you had all the classic characters, then you had some of the, the newer ones. Right. And you're just getting it all together. Sweetums running around. <laughs> well, anytime Sweetums is running around is a good day. <laughs> all right. Well, I think uh, we're getting pretty close to the end here. Okay. And there's a PTA meeting coming up. Yes. <laughs> this is called uh, Gorilla Podcasting, folks. We're just squeezing it in wherever. <laughs> I know I didn't mean that to sound dirty. So, um, (laughs) (laughs) so we will wrap it up here and tune in next time for something a little more on the geeky side. And I will get to your listener feedback next time. I want to thank Luke Giaconetti, Chris Franklin, and Tom Panarese for writing in on the cartoon themes episode. I'll be reading your emails next time, plus whatever I get for this one or people finding the back catalog. So... We'll see you next time, everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Hammer Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to send an email to gene at thehammerstrikes.com. If you like what you've heard, please visit the Patreon page which is located at patreon.com slash thehammerstrikes, and consider becoming a sponsor of the show. Please be sure to check out The Hammer Strikes on Facebook, Google+, Twitter, and YouTube. The Hammer Podcast is a proud part of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network. Well, shall we call it a night? Might as well. Certainly wouldn't call it a show. (laughs) 